I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And we have a we have an interesting episode today, something we've never done before. We're going to bring on some guests for some live QA on the show. Tyler, I believe this is anyone that's won what a play in the week play of the week in the last six or seven weeks or so. I believe that's the case. Yeah, we we rolled out the uh the play of the week PO app. So we got a little IG DM crew going on. Those people that are holding that, we're going to do a little dinner, but we're having them on for a little Q&A sesh. Wanted to break it up. So we'll have some of that crew on. We're excited about it. It should be good. Very cool. All right. So we will get into that in uh, just a second. But before we bring those guests on, we want to start. I think we, we have to start with the NFL playoffs because the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Before we go there, can I uh, just say one thing that's on my mind? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Ty. Yeah. Ryan's just, he's, on one today i just want to put that out there yeah no it's quick time and this is like a different left field kind of thing this was one of the more disturbing weekends for me as a sport fan i woke up saturday morning to disturbing news and a lot of people did if you follow footy which we talk about on this podcast a tremendous amount and i'm a manchester united fan at that and uh, mason greenwood pretty much he got arrested on saturday for rape and assault a uh, 20 year old striker arguably the young face of Manchester United and by and large was like in line to be take over for Kane at, at England. And it's really just really disturbing. And you know, what, what comes of it, if it plays out, he deserves what comes his way. And I think there's been a lot of that in footy and I just wanted to address it because it's been weird. He's someone that I've championed like an immense amount on this podcast and the images and stuff that his, I believe girlfriend or whatever shared was really tough. We joke on this podcast a lot, and I just want to start with a serious tone of like, I'm a Manchester United fan. We throw a lot of shit around. That was, and it con- is, continues to bother me, and I just wanted to address it, that there's no room for that. And as dudes talking about sports and all that, I don't condone any of that. And I literally own thousands and thousands of dollars of his cards, and I hope they're all worth zero dollars, and that he never plays for Manchester United again. And I just wanted to get that off my chest, and now let's go talk, because that was... That we, we talk about footy a lot on this, and I'd imagine there's people that listen to this that have also supported him or that off of my back. And yeah, I just want to address it. That's bullshit. And um, he may be a troubled young man, but he's fucked people up and in a bad way, and doesn't look good. So on to the next. We we were just joking about NFL getting into pot and all this and that, and we throw a lot of jokes and we talk banter. Da da da. That no room and no time for and. I haven't tweeted about it. Whenever there's negative stuff, I don't really know how to address it, but I wanted to come on and boom, say that. And I'm still a United supporter. Now on to the NFL. That shit was super crazy. I saw they threw him out of FIFA too. Fucking yeah, nice. he will never, he, I mean, He's he done, should be nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. nowhere, 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 nowhere. Anyway. Yeah, terrible situation. Yeah, Ty, thanks for, uh, appreciate you bringing it up and addressing it. Uh, I do want to get a couple minutes of NFL chatter before we, we bring some guests on. Because I know Lou and I talked a little bit about it before the NFL play, before, uh, you know, the big game. But Lou's been tweeting about it. Lou's been putting on IG like, you know, Car Talk told you the Bengals are going. Car Talk told you. <laughs> Lou was the only person on this show to pick the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, this is pre-playoffs. He originally picked the Bears, so we can't give him too much credit. Well, but no. when the playoffs started, he said Packers, Bengals, and the Bengals are going. They're going, bro. They're not only going. They were down 21-3 to Patty Mullins at Arrowhead. They're going in style with the coolest quarterback in the world. Yeah. Arguably the coolest quarterback-receiver combo in a very, very And on top time. of that, the coolest quarterback-wide-receiver dad combo. Because the dads <laughs> are the, dope, the pops are hanging? Yeah. The pops, are the, both of them are fire. I actually always think, was it? I could be super wrong. Edward Hilaire, was he their guy too? He was uh, he was on he was on the LSU national title team. So was Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah so but Jefferson wasn't playing team. like Edward Hilaire was on the other side of that game. Those boys are like twenty four months from winning the Natty oh, yeah. together. I was you just watching the game and like 
seeing Edwards Alaire making plays and then those two, like the twenty nineteen LSU football team is like one of the best football teams of all time, I think. Like literally. They were really Crazy. good. <laughs> Crazy. How about for all the I bash NFL. I bash NFL a decent bit about the regular season. I don't know if I've watched six sporting events in a row that have been that good. Gas. Maybe and then may never again. Yeah, maybe the best ever. Like some of the best we've ever seen for playoff games. Because the first game, you're like, all right, r- runs over 21 3. Like, fucking, all right, we got a snooze fest here. Get us to the next game. No. Nope. Action. What's interesting about the Bengals, and this is not a sports uh, analytics show, so we're going to kink it into that too far. But what's interesting about the Bengals is. Their number one, like the number one thing against them is that they have no offensive line. And it just doesn't seem to matter. Like Joey's just going to figure it out. Like he's just going to get the first down. They won that game. Like that game was won when they had the, 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 like it was like third and 11 or something like that. And the Chiefs had two guys coming off the edge. Chris Jones, like Hasbro wrapped up and he breaks out and just runs for the first down. It's just like, you can't, like there's nothing you can do when that stuff's going down. Like sometimes it's just fate, just destiny. We're not making picks this week, right? We can do that next week, but, you know. True, 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 I mean, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, isn't that Floyd's on that team? Donald and Von Miller? Doesn't scare that's, me. Yeah. That's tough. Doesn't scare that's, me. That's, that that's game was tough. great, too. I think we should have a conversation at some point about how the NFL and refs sometimes just let delay games go when they feel like it. And, like, I just don't get it. There was, like, six or seven on the Rams that just weren't called. I don't, uh, my, I would just go to holding. I mean, like. Holding's another holdings one. Holding's like, like, they call it when they want to go call down it. the it's conversation crazy. of holding in the NFL. What, there was a stat. Ohio State, yeah. Ohio State went an entire Big Ten season without getting a single holding penalty called on them. Yeah, I know. They never held in a whole season. <laughs> Look at right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we All got right. guests. We All got right. guests. Time for, on that note, we'll, uh, we'll stop that, that nonsense. Uh, Got some guests. We're going to get into these. They're gonna uh, we're gonna get into these guests. Come on, uh, bring them on. Ask a couple questions and uh, just get through these uh, relatively quick. Next. So we'll. Uh, I think we have like ten people, right? Yeah, yeah, ten people. All right. So we'll start with a good friend of the show. We'll bring on uh, Roberto. And so it's at Storybook Cards. What's going What's on, Billy? What's up, boys? Good morning. Good morning, Good sir. Good morning. What's up? Good morning by you, West Coast. You're yeah. pulling up on us early. Yeah, it is it's early, but uh, I'm glad I got to catch <laughs> the first little bit of that because that was there was some gold in that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's your what's your question? Uh, well, I know you guys are on a tight schedule, so I'll fire off real quick. Uh, obviously, we've had uh, a crazy two and a half, three years. Uh, Ryan, you much longer uh, being in the grind longer than most of us. Uh, but I'm curious if you guys could go back to 2019. And tell yourself something about the next couple of years or give yourself some advice on how to navigate the next couple of years in the hobby. Uh, what would it be? My initial, mine would be acquire stuff you like. Acquire stuff you like. Right. Because I think that uh, I sit here now, like during the show, I start going through my stuff and play of the week's amazing. Arbitraging is amazing. I think there's so much fun, so much stuff to learn, what have you. But I think everyone that's amazing mug, everyone has stuff that they like. It's happening in NFTs too, right? Like the the financial, like, oh my goodness, I'm going to do this because of the money is there. Cards, it got a ton of people into it. NFTs too. But there's just, everyone has something, whether it's Marvel PMG, whether it's a random Ryan's collection of Ohio State stuff, I would do more of stuff that I I like. Like I would have a Randy Moss refractor for... No reason other than I think he was just the coolest cat to ever walk the field. You know what I mean? I, and I didn't do enough of that. I did it in some of footy, but like Chris Kreider, I would have been buying then. So that 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 would be my initial take. Get stuff you like because it lasts. It is wild. It's wild how much the noise influences your buying decisions if you're not paying attention to what you like. Yeah. That's literally my, the thing I was going to say. I was like, ignore the noise. Like I've, I was talking to some friends this weekend about cards because they're like into it, but like not necessarily like they kind of just like pay attention. And I was like, yeah, I think the thing I do is I just get in my own head. Like I, there's just so much noise going on 
and there's so much different thing. There's so many different things, so many different opinions, all that stuff. It's like you just get lost in the sauce and you just talk yourself out of things. Like the number one thing is like just ignore the noise. And I feel like if you trust your gut, we've talked about it a lot. But like if you trusted your, if I trusted my gut a lot more, I'd be in a different spot with cards. It's almost like talk yourself into things, not out of things. We do more of we've got this hypothesis. We believe in our gut. Let's talk ourselves out of it versus we got this hypothesis. How do you talk yourself into acting on it? Yeah. Right. I, I would have said uh, by the goats, by the things that are recession proof, by the things everybody wants. Right. That that goes back to Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry, those guys. Right. Those are the things everybody always wants. Anytime you're trying to sell something, anytime you try to trade something, that's where conversations start. Those things are certainly the the safest. Um, so that would have been the the message to myself, which is I think Tyler and Lou's answers are right up there. And I would I would agree with all of those. I would have just said buying the goats would have been the the piece of advice I would have given myself. Cool. Right on, boys. Well, much love. And uh, Lou, great job getting out of the Sam Darnold Kaboom market at the Apex. <laughs> I apply to you. Ooh, you know that's my jam. <laughs> I think that's the only time I've ever gone out of anything at the Apex. No. The Sam Darnold. Well, it uh, feels great to be on the other end of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. See you, bro. Have a good one. Peace. Right. Thanks. That's funny. All right. All right. So, Jay, I think we've got... Bringing in Scoo. Scoo Baca. Scoo. What's up, bro? What's up, boys? Good. Good. How, How are you? you? I have a question for you. Where did you get your, where did you get your bears helmet there is that like a bear's like helmet clock like what's going on I think it's like a wooden carve out bro i know it's kind of cool i'm in my boss's office i don't even know what you're talking about honestly oh right there yeah even better perfect let's go perfect are you at a shop are you dealing with cards with the gloves the glove is i just sliced my thumb open jesus um yeah dude we're i'm playing through an injury yeah like seven minutes ago I was like, I got to clean this up because I got to get I'm on this podcast. I'm playing through Fuck, day to day, day-to-day, questionable day. return. <laughs> Listed as day to day, but the fans know. I playing. respect it. <laughs> I respect it. All right. So uh, what's your question? What do we got? Thanks for coming on. All right. So my question is, uh, I guess, through I've been in the hobby for the last four years. Um, I would say through the, the most part, like the trends, obviously, it's happening quicker where cards shoot up or down. Um, but there's days like Sunday where it looks like all of a sudden Joe Burrow is going to win and everything is skyrocketing. Like you go on eBay, you click to buy something. It's already bought. It's already gone. A couple other days. I can remember that happened. Like the day Kobe passed, everything was like shooting up. Um, and then also, I don't know, this past uh, all-star break for baseball, Brennan Davis in the futures game hit, hit two homers. That's a, yeah, that was a big there. time Cubs reference. Like he jumped a little bit, but not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the name. I remember it like being a thing. I think like this is happening right now. I was at a show the the following day, and I was picking up uh, Bowman Chrome Refractors for like eight bucks, and they were going for forty five. So they that's crazy. I remember anyway. being at the Dallas show when the Stafford trade was ru- being rumored, and then happened, yeah. and everyone was just running around looking for Stafford cards. Yeah. So I guess my question is: when those frenzies occur, what do you guys do? Do you back off? Because sometimes they don't work out. And, you know, I don't know. The guy could get hurt still, obviously. But, yeah, what what's your guys' play on that? I know for me, I try not to buy in those moments. I try not to even buy in, like, the surrounding areas of those moments, like, before and after. There's, it really takes, like, there's, of course, these moments where these guys go crazy and, like, stuff happens. And, like, the Burrow one's a good example of when you can kind of predict a little bit. Like I kind of was. Shout out to the guy who I was trying to make a deal with last week for my Mahomes and I passed on. I'm sure like that guy's feeling really good. I'm feeling really yeah. bad. But like that's what I'm talking about, right? Like you can kind of see the moments, but inside, like right after Burrow wins, like to be honest, like I and I love Burrow. You know, is it gonna be a lot? Is his cards gonna be a lot higher or is Prism's gonna be that much more higher if they lose next week, next week to the to the Rams? Like, I don't know. So it's a little bit tough buying those frenzy moments because it's basically just a race to the top and then a race back down to the bottom. Right. For me. Yeah. So. so I won't say I'm, I don't, I'm not guilty of it. Like FOMO happens heavily. And, you know, you, as a general rule, you want to sell into strength and buy into weakness as a general rule. Absolutely. But FOMO yeah. is a real thing. Um, I saw a quote this morning that I think is a good way to put it. 
we suffer more often in imagination than in reality. So like in our head, we're like, oh, we missed the moment. Yeah. We missed the moment. But like oh, yeah. it doesn't, a lot of times it's very negligible. Like, yeah, I've definitely been on a hype train and bought stuff when everyone else is and then sold. But if you can take a moment, realize that tomorrow morning will come and you're probably not going to care. That's always like, a, hey, just think about 48 hours from now. Will you still care? And if the answer is no, like, just get through that. Go do something else. Yeah, I guess with the borough, though, it's like, I was pretty sure the Chiefs were going to win, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like, this second-year kid is going to be in the Super Bowl. Like, so the 48, I like the 48-hour rule, because I think, especially for Brendan Davis, like, people mm -hmm. generally just forget about prospects. <laughs> uh, but that being said, like, with Burrow, I think uh, he's kind of entered a new tier of, like, whoa, this kid's probably in the top five right now. Or or not. I, I would for sure agree with you on the top five Burrow statement. I think most of us would probably agree on this, that, that Burrow is a top five QB at this point. I think we should slow down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Like top five. That's just a little bit of a Going into like, next season, Burrow's... I, I'm the biggest <laughs> Burrow guy around. There's... Oh, sorry. Second biggest behind you. There's... It's a little quick to be like certified. Who are you putting five. up? Who are you putting above uh, him next year? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. This here comes the classic Ryan Johnson. <laughs> like, name, name all five quarterbacks. Quarter guy. Bro, but come like, on, man. I think we just got to be careful. I think we have to just be careful with like, I and all that stuff. If they get if they get blown out of the building next Sunday, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, that was a cool little run," and then you forget about it. I guess the that's idea just as likely before, as they turn around. Agree. What I would say yeah. is, over the next six months, do you feel there's going to be days where people care far less about Burrow than today and the lead up to the Super Bowl, even if he wins or loses? It's different though if he wins. Winning will change, but them. but conviction because he won one game has your conviction changed? Not one game, three one correct games in a row. Got it. But we're talking about the fact that he won the NFC or AFC, whatever, NFC championship, right? I think. And was the AFC? I don't know. Uh, football guy. Four weeks after the Super Bowl, in the middle of the summer, when no one's talking about football, I promise you that there's going to be a moment that someone's going to be looking to offload something at a similar price, is what I would say. We're two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, and a second year quarterback who just won is going to the Super Bowl. Like everything couldn't be hotter. There will be a moment that is less. Tom Brady had multiple rings and people weren't caring about his cards. You know how everyone said that the Chiefs were going to win like 27 Super Bowls and then they've played four home AFC Championship games in a row and have only gone to the Super Bowl one time? Kind of like that. Twice. One. Yeah. Whatever. One, one. Kind of like that. Everyone just assumes that everyone is, everyone assumes that everybody is Tom Brady. Patty Mahomes may be more, uh, more my man from the Bills than Tom Brady. We'll so I have a different opinion on this. I'm going to be honest. Like I don't agree as much with Lou and Tyler on this conversation. If if Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl and beats the Rams and wins four straight games with the with with the team they've got at the moment, like they're definitely. I I think they're going to be the underdog again. If he wins the Super Bowl, I think last weekend's prices will be cheap a month from now. I don't think like Burrow stuff yeah. will continue to rise. He will be the number one selling person at the national if he wins the Super Bowl. So if you don't believe Joe Burrow is going to win the Super Bowl, then yeah, I probably wouldn't buy into the hype now. But I have a hard time believing that Joe Burrow winning the Super Bowl, a national championship, a Heisman, which has never been done, being the number one pick going to the Super Bowl in his first full year as a starter, considering it tore his ACL in his rookie year, all of these things adding up, that kind of success. The only person that would mimic is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes' prices are crazy. Got it. My thing is, if you're a Burrow collector and, like, oh, want to get on that train, sure. If we're talking about making, pro like, investments and, like, where it's at, got it. When Aaron yeah, Rodgers like wins sound MVP this year and is 8-0 going into next year with whatever team he is, like, wouldn't you rather buy an Aaron Rodgers right now than a Burrow? Like, meaning the market is up here on Burrow. Yeah, but the market's up here but it can go up here. It, just because it's high already doesn't mean it can't get higher. Got it. Patty Mahomes in the middle of the season this year, was he was finished and his cards were being dumped. And he was coming off of two yeah. straight Super Bowls and a chip and an MVP and the greatest that he's ever done and his cards were being dumped. And so when the Bengals are 4-4 four and four next year and have no line and Jamar Chase is underperforming and they won the Super Bowl, I still think it's a better time to buy Burrow than right now. 
you got to be care- the whole point of this conversation is like we're talking about hypes like hype cycles we're at like almost the peak of the hype cycle so you just got to be careful that's all i guess i would say because the the hype cycle i think is definitely one thing like i got caught in the the Tannehill hype cycle a little bit <laughs> I, I apologize I that's on me that was my no i was on it before i had like a bunch of sgc graded stuff from the summer because i was like they're gonna be I good like but <laughs> making the super bowl kind of bumping up on the top prospect list obviously unfortunately kobe passing like I feel like those aren't hype moments as much as like something's changed and will be different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess what I would say is if you are able to play long timelines, like Ryan, I think does inherently, then then the hype cycle becomes less irrelevant. If you're talking about buying a burrow and sticking and playing it out through his career, I think it's a different thing. If you're talking about making an investment, yeah, yeah, you're trying absolutely. to make some money on in a short term. That's where my my response to this would be grounded i think ryan defaults into like yeah. i might hold this card for five or six years in which case i would say that shouldn't impact like the time right now if you're willing to go there gotcha ryan's also wearing his jersey i'm glad that we all vehemently disagree on the show it makes me happy actually we are a couple minutes behind so we're going to move to the next one but thank you again for coming on school Good luck with the thumb, bro. That's a tough way to start the day. Cuts on the fingers are no fun. Playing hurt. Yeah, he did. <laughs> All right, Jay, who uh, who do we got next? Is it Sports Card Therapist? I think it's Sports Card Therapist. It is. All right, Rob, what's going on? What up, Rob? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, man. Appreciate what you guys are doing. I love it. Um, so the question is, what was the biggest thing that you learned from 2021 and how were you applying that to 2022? It's a great question. Biggest thing I learned in 2021 is what I would say, focus. If you focus, the opportun- you can find the opportunities in whatever it may be. I think the world is getting noisier than ever, working from home. There's more distractions than ever. Whether it's this cycle has matured in sports cards specifically or NFTs or anything, there's just so much. Whether it's what damn TV show you want to watch, it's harder than ever to like pick a thing, focus, and be good at it. I think what I've learned in 2021 is that if you can do that, there's real like fruitfulness. I'm someone that's always wanted to try and do everything. But when I see play of the week every single week, I'm like, oh man, it's because people focus and and have a hypothesis and run it out versus like trying to be everywhere, do everything, accomplish everything and be good at everything. I think that is very good advice. I think my thing, the thing, the biggest thing I learned in 2021 in reference to cards was like allowing my passion to just be a passion and not let it, not let it like take too much of my, my brain power and like my time. I could, fo- you can focus on stuff without like overcoming every single thing you're doing. Like I tried to do a lot of different stuff in cards last year. And I kind of ended up at the conclusion like, oh, I should just like go back to doing what I was doing in 2020 and like just having fun with it and like keeping it simple rather than trying to make it too difficult for myself. Obviously, Ryan's going to have a different answer than me because it's his full time job. But like I know for me, I was trying to get into different stuff and I was trying to do, you know, different play. Like there was just too much going on. I think I kind of decided to, like Tyler said, focus a little bit and allow my passion to just be like a fun little thing I do and keep it that way. I think that's that's actually that's that's pretty good advice. I would I would uh I would agree with a lot with what Tyler and Lou said about, you know, focusing. Uh, I think when you like we like Lou said, we have a lot of different things going on. So really focusing and trying to hone in on improving things where we can is, is definitely something I want to do in 2022. But I think the big thing Lou kind of talked about this earlier would be like trusting my gut more. It's helped me get to where I'm where I've been able to get to. But like Tyler said it earlier too, like with the, with the noise, there's just so much, there's so much noise, really concentrating, trusting your gut and, and, and believing in, you know, believing in my intuition would, would definitely be something right. There was the market last year was crazy. I mean, you started January, February, March, just skyrocketing. Then March PSA shuts down, the market dips and then it corrects. Then there's a bounce back at the national, just, it, it was kind of all over the place, but really I have a, feel like I've got a good understanding of what the market that I know, the stuff I specialize in. So really focusing on that in 2022 is, is definitely going to be my goal. 
Perfect. Love it. Thanks a lot, guys. Would love to get you guys on my podcast eventually. I love what you guys are doing. Let's set it up. In. I'm in. If the three of us can coordinate, that would be amazing. I'm in. Thanks, Rob. Rob, thanks for coming by. Hope you have a great day. Thanks a lot, guys. Three down. We've uh, got a couple left here. So next up is going to be Rick Ellis. What's up, Rick? Hey, what's up, guys? Let's go, Rick. All right, so my question my question was about soccer cards, um, but it has more to do with the timing and what the World Cup looks like this year. So I think a lot of people are kind of hanging on until 2026 when the World Cup's in the U.S., but we have a, a big moment at the end of the year here. Uh, we're we're going to have the first World Cup within this current market where you know cards are crazy and react crazy to these live events. I think that there's going to be a big run-up in the summer, and I'm a little – I'm a little worried, maybe not worried, but I think that the peak before the peak might actually be the peak this summer. And I think that we might have a kind of a sell-off as we get towards the big event. So knowing that this is the first World Cup that we've had in the current state of the market with cards and where we've had two Super Bowls, going to be three NBA championships, what are you guys expecting for this? And also taking into account that this is happening in November this year, where it normally happens in the summer, and we're right in the middle of NFL season, we're right in the middle of NBA season all that kind of extra noise that the world cup usually doesn't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that the, I, I agree with the theory you're saying, but I don't think that's different than any other sport. That's fair. Right. The journey is brings more hype to the card than the actual event itself. Right. Cards are like winning is built into Luka Doncic's prices. Yeah. He, he doesn't sell for 225,000 plus dollars for NT autos for what he's done so far winning is built into it so like there's going to be a major dump of burrow stuff in the next not necessarily a dump but there's going to be a big sell-off of burrow stuff in the next couple weeks his stuff's through the roof it's insane right now highest volume of burrow cards sold ever will be in the next two weeks 100 yeah agreed so like getting up to the event you're going to see a lot of people try to cash in on the hype and then the event, like if Burrow wins the Super Bowl, his stuff will be hot for, like I said, I, I think it's still going to be hot. It'll be hot going to the national. But like Tyler said, there's going to be a cool off on it. Leading up to the event is oftentimes, like you said, I agree with the theory. It's it's oftentimes the best time to sell if you're going to get rid of it. Now, there may be a one-off scenario where somebody has a major game and a major, sure. you know, as a big game and a major, you know, a major spot. And that could impact their market a little bit more. But yeah, I, w- I would say. Typically, the best time to sell is leading up to it. Yeah, I was, that's kind of like my takeaway from I don't know anything about soccer, so I'm not going to pretend to talk about that from like a knowledgeable standpoint. But like the thing I was going to say was I think a lot of people are playing the same game in terms of like trying to find the right moment to jump in on a guy. And that's extremely dangerous, number one. And number two, I don't think I like, I, you know, basketball is a prime. I, as soon as you said that, I thought about the bubble with like LeBron and everything. When they were actually going to win the finals, there was like no bump to my to my knowledge, right? So yeah. it's kind of like this weird game. If you're playing the game of like trying to get to an event, and this is something I also learned last year too, is like if you're playing the game of trying to sell up, sell leading up to the big event, like it's basically like you're asking for trouble. So like I would actually say the better the better way to approach it is like don't do that at all. Like don't play to sell for the leading up to this event because I think you're going to run into trouble where – if someone if they get knocked in the group stage, if someone doesn't play yeah. well right away, it kind of completely derails the entire trail that they've been building up. Yep. So for sure, I don't worry about the in between other seasons. I don't meaning I I don't worry about the timing per se. I actually think between uh, it's a nice it'll end up being nice for people watching from Thanksgiving to Christmas. I also believe over the next five years and leading up to the World Cup, we're going to see this nice thing like i think premier league and footy in general the fact that it's largely mornings and or mid days u.s based is a nice thing because most people working from home by and large that are fans and can throw the tv on in the background so i think that's nice um i the the run-up kind of to the point ryan made the journey is always better than the moment right the priced in aspect what I see and what I believe in and what I've always said, yes, this World Cup is going to be important. We've covered it at 1.37 p.m. I'm incredibly fascinated if you look behind the scenes of the money that's changed hands from an ownership perspective of all of these footy clubs around the world. And then you think about things like the Olympics and the World Cup and corporate dollars and what those means. You put all that together, 
pretty much the day the World Cup ends in 2022, we're going to have full-blown programs being built around the sport here in the U.S. MLS is going hard on expansions. I think so. I just think in the macro, playing uh, invest with a focus on 2026 of the the core countries and those players is the strategy. Between now and the end of the year, I think World Cup will pop. I think key players, Neymar, what have you. Like if you're prospecting and thinking over the next five years and American guys, that's how I'm generally thinking about it. But sure, there will probably be a sell-off and the World Cup will come and go and, and be a big moment and USA will probably not get out of the group <laughs> stage. But that's my my take right as on. it is, as it stands right now. I, I think more of the day after the 2022 World Cup than the lead up to it. All right. I appreciate you guys' input. Thanks for coming on, Rick. All right. See you guys later. Good seeing you, man. All right. So uh, we're going to get to the next one right away. We're a little bit behind. So we're going to bring on uh, Jason F. Young, 77. What's happening? All right, Jason, What uh, what's going on? Show keeps getting better and better, guys. Love it. Thank you. I want to talk about sealed wax. Been some tough scenes in the singles market in 2021. I think we've all learned some lessons. People bouncing around, you know, maybe doing different things they should and trying to chase the dragon. Found seal wax is kind of an interesting way to stay in the game with also finding a little bit of more of a safe haven than, than chasing after individual players. There's the obvious supply dynamics around it, but would love to sort of get your thoughts, how you think about different products. And then specifically around LaMelo, it's really unique to have one of the top guys be a major redemption in products. And his prism redemption is expiring at the end of this year, around September. And just would love to hear more thoughts about sealed wax um, your thoughts on it, how to approach it, and how it can be kind of an alternative to singles to uh, in, a, in a tough market. I've talked about this before on the show, on the show for sure. That I believe in sealed wax hundred uh, percent. It's not as enjoyable to collect per se as a Lamelo Ball National Treasures patch auto, but there's a couple of reasons I, I'm super, super, super bullish on sealed product. One is, like you said, the supply aspect, especially on the bigger products, right? The National Treasures, the Flawless, the Immaculate, the Prisms, Selects, Optics. That's typically where I'm starting in terms of, hey, what are the things I'm looking to hold on to? Uh, and then the other aspect of it that I think is often overlooked is breakers. Breakers run a lot of the card market now. There's a reason, like breakers are a big, big, big part of the, the card market. The ability to break massive cases for a fraction of the price, chasing million dollar cards is a super appetizing thing to, uh, you know, a, a group of people, let's say the hobby or the business side of this that is interested in gambling, right? Because that's essentially what this is. Sports betting, opening boxes, this is going to continue to grow and, you know, and, and grow in the next couple of years. But also, like we've said before, is you're betting on the class, not necessarily the person. So if you like LaMelo Ball and you're sold LaMelo Ball's good, but LaMelo Ball decides to retire and be the CEO of Big Baller Brand out of nowhere, and Anthony Edwards becomes a star, well, you bought the National Treasures case where Anthony Edwards is at, not just the, the LaMelo ball who's no longer playing in the NBA. So those are really the three main reasons. The redemption aspect is definitely an interesting piece. My understanding is this Panini has been pretty good about helping out on bigger redemptions post expiration. Panini actually does a pretty good job of that. But yeah, it's things I think about a lot. Joe Burrow is a redemption in contenders, right? So he's a redemption in there. A lot of those are live, but what happens when they expire? LaMelo is a redemption in a lot of things. He's not a redemption in Flawless. He's not a redemption in National Treasures. Those are the two big basketball products, but he is in Prism. He's he's a redemption in other products too. So Yeah, Mosaic, Optic. He's in a yep. bunch of them. Contenders, a Optic. Bunch, a, a bunch. And he, there's not a lot of live LaMelo autos if you look. I mean, there's he was in Black. He's in Contenders draft picks. He's in a few things, but he's definitely not all over the internet in terms of live. There are some redemptions, but so it's kind of a key thing you got to think about. Same thing with select with XRCs, right? Once the XRC expires of Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes or whoever it is, does that still have value later? Because that's an added bonus in select. So some things to think about, but those are just a couple things that run through my mind. Yeah, I think the one thing I was going to say to tag on top of Ryan there was like, if you're talking about holding wax for flipping purposes, I think it's important to be extremely selective about what you're doing with that. Like you, 
I don't necessarily think you should be holding uh, contender, not contenders, uh, Chronicles basketball for extended periods of time, right? Like you should focus your energy on a, a prism or a select or an optic. I think there was a little bit of a gold rush on the on everything wax related last year at some point, and that's kind of calmed down now. So that's all I would say there. Just be smart and selective. I my take on it, and it is the same as it's been, and we've gotten a little of flack, but uh, more than ever, I think uh, the highest month ever is New York for sports gambling is going to be this past month in New York, the highest handle right sports betting New York date first month. I view it as like think about a blackjack table, and there was only X amount of hands that could ever be played. Like the reality is now, same with smoking weed. People smoke weed, yet it's illegal. Like people were always gambling on sports and there's no, there's no difference. So I, that's what I view as, as sealed wax. And if you can have a long-term horizon, like the demand is not going to stop. And I mean, no matter what the product is, every same thing people tell me about NFTs, why would you collect? I'm like, everyone collects things, no matter what, everyone also has a risk thing. People are like, we don't get, I don't gamble yet. They're the homie that buys the $2 scratch off randomly. That combined with long-term, to me, wax is like kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, it's not sexy, but if you want to build your bankroll in kind of a choppy time, letting the market settle out, let the PSA backlog come through, figure out what the new supply looks like in terms of slabs out there, just feels like a safe way to approach it. And you don't have to go buy NT. I mean, there's a lot of other products for the everyday collector to stash some of that away, diversify what they have. thousand percent. And I think that's a big thing, Jason, is that you know, it doesn't have to be all single cards or all wax. They right. can kind of, you know, they can go hand in hand, right? Flip your card for two grand, take a thousand of that dollars, buy some prism basketball megas even that you believe in for five, you know, you want to hold back for five years and you just throw back and you slowly accumulate this card stash and this wax stash. So as time passes, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind and, and goes up. Got it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Jason. All right, we're going to back to back here real quick. So uh, Brett from Stacking Slabs is up next, my guy. Let's go, Brett. Please make this a wrestling question, please. Wrestling's going to be involved, okay, Lou, because I know I, I hear you talking about it out Thank there. God. But uh, thanks for uh, having me on, fellas. Love your show. Uh, part of the reason I appreciate what you guys are doing is you give airtime to kind of these emerging markets and alternative plays when so much of the hobby is about you know, the big football, basketball, and baseball. And so what I want to dig in with you all on is that you've got, we've seen growth, right? I know Tyler is a soccer guy, seen growth in soccer. F1, you all have been talking about Marvel cards, WWE, wrestling stuff. I think people talk about them, people get excited, and people go make plays, buy cards. Um, and then sometimes we see those markets go down and fall flat. I guess like what I want to pitch to you all is like, what do you think needs to be true in these emerging markets for them to not just be like hit and run opportunities for flippers um, and hmm. kind of have that long-term sustainable growth? It's a great question. It's an interesting question because a lot of times when you're talking about like, I'm, I'll speak for F1 specifically, kind of like my thought process on F1, because there's, you're right. Like, there's always things that come and go. I actually, Fortnite is one of the things that I was like, uh, maybe it's just not going to happen. So I kind of like lost interest in it. I was very, at the very beginning, I think Tyler still has his box. Like, we were, like, we were looking at all that when it first came out. When we walked around at National, yep, bought him. Yeah. And like, I was kind of, inter I was interested then. And then I was like, eh, maybe not. And I didn't say anything about it. And I didn't talk about it at all because I was like, whatever. F1, I kind of, felt the energy coming already there was a little bit of a tide of like viewership and social media chatter and a lot of times it starts with like influence isn't the right word but like important people talking about it on twitter and that kind of like drives conversation that way and then you look for other markers right like is there a netflix show is there a is there a really big star is there a legend i saw lewis is like a legend and i was like okay cool like people can get into this now and they can watch it every sunday morning it's a little bit of a variation of the soccer thing like pre-American football on Sundays, there's F1 races on in the morning. I'm like, that's cool. So it's sort of like you're just looking for little markers of actual, like something that can sustain long-term. I think something like a tennis is like a little bit different to the average viewer because like tennis has been around on the U on US televisions for years now and it kind of never has caught on. 
So yeah, I kind of just look for different markers and go from there. For me, I keep going back now. It's like just my thematic of of these answers is, I guess what the one first the definition of like what is sustainability. Right? These cards come out market Fortnite cards in general. Marvel was hot, right? We we were talking Marvel. Marvel as a core and base shot up, came down, and then you get the Spider Man sale seven months later, and we're gonna have a crazy Batman sale, and we're gonna see this stuff. And there's certain people that would be like. Marvel's dead. And I'd be like, well, I don't necessarily believe that to be true. And it it depends on what you're trying to get into it. At the end of the day, if we're talking about investing and sustainability and investing, low supply by and large, right? Think about the volatility of Bitcoin or something like that. And you're talking about 21 million supply X, you know, infinity. So when there's low supply and the demand, like the volatility is going to be crazy. And so in a short term on these alt markets, if that's what you're looking for, you shouldn't play it. If you're willing to have a five, seven, 10 year time horizon, that's where I think the sustainability combo comes in. But I don't, I'm not here to say that there is a sustainability in what's happened to F1 cards in the last six months. You want to know why? Because look at the numbers of growth of, the, of just purely watching the sport. You know what's not sustainable? That level of growth either, right? It's like Fortnite. Like what Fortnite did over those two years is insane to expect that product to continue to do that forever is insane. So that's going to cool off as should then the market. But if you look at Fortnite in a 10 year span, I believe people are still going to be playing it in 10 years. And so if you can think about it that way, it shifts the combo. That's how I would think about it. Don't talk to me about a six month sustainability in Marvel when you just bought something for 10 bucks and sold it for a hundred and you want that to be sustainable. What are we talking about here? That, that's fun, right? I'd love that for everything. Can I make a quick point before Ryan jumps in? I just don't want to lose it. Uh, Tyler said something about like there was the big run up for the Marvel cards and it came down and then there was the Spider-Man sale. I'm, I just kind of thought about this in my head. Is like liquidity necessarily like an indicator of sustainability? Like it's almost like I would rather it be like a longer tail between big sales because that's indicative of interest, right? The day the day to day sales and like the playing the game of the of trying to catch it at the right moment is almost like the opposite of what we're talking about. Meaning I believe in this card massively in a 10-year window. Yeah. And it might be down a little bit from where I'm at right now, but I damn well know in 10 years I can hold this up and everyone's going to know what it is. Yep. Yeah, I know we got to get to the next one, so I'm not – there's not really a lot to say. I would agree a lot with what Tyler's – you know, with what Tyler said, right? I think a lot of these emerging markets aren't six-month plays if you believe in them. They're 10 – you know, they're 10-year plays. Like they they both said, as these markets continue to gain interest and continue, the, the the card market continues to grow, you'll you'll see continued growth in those. But at the rates they're currently growing, or they grow at sometimes, just that's never going to be a sustainable thing. No different than you know you see it in sports too, right? It's not like Lucas market's always been going up; it goes down too. No different than Pokemon dropped, or no different than F one might or Marvel or WWE or anything. Like it happens across other ones. People see that in the, the emerging markets and be like, "Hey, this was just a pump and dump." People were just trying to get Marvel to the moon. They were trying to get Pokemon to the moon. They're trying to get F one, and they're just going to dump them. But I yes, I believe in Lewis Hamilton autographs from the first ever Topps Dynasty product. Ten years from now more than I believe in a second year Luka Doncic patch auto that is signed on a sticker that's not a game-worn jersey. So like, again, I know they're not apples to apples, but uh, I agree a lot with, with what Lou and Tyler said. Thanks a lot, fellas. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Brett. Good seeing you, Brett. All right. Echelbird 220. Eric. Oh, wait, this is, is this the Detroit Tigers? The, the, the Twins, group? yeah, the, twi- the Twins. The Twins, yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. All right. Uh, dealer's choice question here. You can, I can ask a neutral collector one or more spicier overall sports one. What do you guys think? Spicy. spicy overall sports. Where are you guys at? Okay. So who are the top two to three pro athletes you wish starting tomorrow they would fail so hard they immediately have to retire? We know sports. who loses. We don't got here. Which me. athlete do I want to fail? I mean, that's a pretty obvious question. Yeah. For me, I can pick a different one if you want me to. He said two to three. He said two to three. Oh, okay. I'm going to go Josh for sure. Far and away number one. It's not even close. Great guy. I hope he has a wonderful... All of these people, I hope they all have wonderful lives. Josh Allen, um, Aaron Judge, easily close number two, actually. Um, and then number three would probably be Max Verstappen. Ty, you got any? Ty's going to be like, I don't hate anyone. I love everybody. It's a hard question. Yeah, it's, it's a hard question for me, if I'm being honest. 
I used to say, I used to say straight, I used to say the Red, like anyone on the Red Sox. Like I would say no more Garcia Parra was like the guy that I disliked the most. And then probably, but then, then the Red Sox Yankees started doing the whole like Johnny Damon, like place for us now thing. And like that. So like my hate for generally, I would say Boston sports, I would say Boston sports by and large, I had such and still do have such a disdain for They've just now dominated our face for a long time, so it's like hard to go there. New York just retired. The New York Rangers just retired a player's number that didn't win a championship to to show where New York sports great stands. So it's hard for me to to bury anything, but it would be the Celtics, the Red Sox, the Bruins, all of them lose every time. Yeah, and that's how I feel about like my number one answer. It's not even a, it's not even close. Would be anything involving the University of Michigan football team. Like I wish they would just like disassemble the program, like just like from the top down. Yeah, like, like the just strength trainer, everybody does. The, AD, like, the whole like, program <laughs> shuts down. Like they could close the college. Like very anti. Close the I mean, just like move them. <laughs> so you want Harbaugh? Yeah, I mean, you want Harbaugh? No, no, they already signed McDaniel. I was like, I want Harbaugh to go to like the CFL, like real bad that story is so yeah. crazy uh, by the way and then it would be it would anyway. be i would agree with lou it would be for stopping i'm not a max guy not at all like he gets a lot of love that's just i kind of like yeah, max max must be my guy not a fan so i'm team lewis so i would agree with, uh with lou on that that it would definitely be for stopping but he's way down here michigan's way 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 up top i have three strong enemies and i didn't realize what about you them, so that's tough I, i've always hated tyree kill him he's a a, a terrible human being. In, yeah, uh, fair. My biggest, my biggest rivalry one is uh, I'm actually a big uh, international men's wrestling fan for Team USA, That's and fire. there That's is cool. a a big rivalry at uh, the 97 kilogram weight class of Kyle Snyder from Team USA and Abdul Rashid Sadullahi, who's now like considered like the goat of wrestling. They've had a huge rivalry in the past like four year like Olympic cycle. Give it to me real quick. The the US dude, 97 kilogram, Kyle Snyder. Kyle Snyder, Ohio State legend. Yep, Ohio, yep, Ohio State. And who's the other homie? Oh, Abdul Rashid Sajulayev. And where did he wrestle? Did he wrestle in college or international? He's Russian. He's Russian. First match they wrestled, Snyder beat him 6-5 with a last-second takedown to win the world title for Team USA. Sajulayev pinned him in 2018, and then they wrestled in the Olympics, and Sajulayev uh, beat him in the, in the last like minute of the match, basically. This guy has 1.4 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. 97 kilograms is like what? 145 or something like that. 212. Oh, 212. Yeah. This dude's brolic. What's like, so that's, yeah. I mean, that's a little bit on the big side, right? <laughs> if you ever look up like Kyle Snyder like on Instagram stuff, he's just a, a massive human being. So that's, that's heavyweight, heavyweight, heavyweight. No, the heavyweight's like 260. It's 125 kilos. Who's the homie from Minnesota? Cause I'm pretty sure we talked about him literally last episode. The guy went to WWE? Gable Stevenson. I want Gable Stevenson rookies bad. Yeah, the WWE guy. NIL. Legend. Yeah. Like, darling. NIL is the coolest oh, yeah, thing yeah, ever. Yeah. My man's went to the Olympics, won a gold medal, caught a bag, and then went back on campus. Like, what's good? Yeah, I love that. Uh, it's, it was insane. There's They actually wrestled Michigan a couple days ago, and Gable literally just pushed over the Michigan That's heavyweight crazy. like he was like a rag doll. It's a very, it's a very yeah, funny love deal. it. All right, Eric. Good seeing you, brother. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, have a good one. I have to I have to shout out my uncle Keith, who's a New Jersey wrestling legend for St. Uh, <laughs> Peter's Prep, legendary coach. I know he's going to listen. I know he loves wrestling, so I just wanted to give him some love. Yeah. All right, we got one left. Final guest. We're uh, about to wrap this up. Is it JPD eighty five? Hey, what's up, guys? JP, what up? I love a good call in from the car. So just yeah, it's got to take a quick break from work to catch up with you guys, but. Uh, I don't really have a question. I just, uh, more of an appreciation for you guys. Uh, I was, uh, probably like a lot of people that watched the, the show, um, kind of a Gary guy from a long time ago. And I remember when you guys started one thirty-seven PM and then you guys started the podcast. And I just want to say, I've learned a lot from you guys over the years. I'm a reseller of all sorts of things on eBay and, uh, I've learned a lot from selling cards and collecting cards. Now I've got a nice little PC. I'm from the Pacific Northwest. So I've got the roughest, uh, no playoff streak in baseball history, but I still love my Mariners. I got hope for them this year. I know Lou, uh, really loves the Mariners. They stink. Just kidding. But I love love a good rivalry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just got to say 
love you guys. Um, keep up the good work and you guys are teaching a lot of people valuable stuff. So that's very nice. I appreciate that, Pete. The Mariners have had some fresh young players like back in the day. I feel like the Mariners was like, yeah, they were hot. They've, they've got the most uh, one that got away than any other team. I feel like the they Mariners have a lot are great of one at that raising got away. players that play on yeah. our teams eventually. Yep. So hopefully they can remember to hang on to a Julio few. Julio Rodriguez is really good, though. You should be excited. They got some studs now. Yeah. I'm very excited about Julio. There's, I mean, you know, it should be a good year. It'll be a competitive year this year, hopefully. So, Is there anything that we can bring some awareness to while you come on and give us love? You know, just uh, leave a little meat on the bone when you're uh, trying to sell a card. You're not going to be the last person that card probably goes through. People will appreciate you. They'll come back to you also if you... Uh, if you don't do them dirty. So take care of people, show them the appreciate uh, the appreciation they deserve and give people the roses when they, when they deserve them too. I love that. Jay. I appreciate that, man. Thank you, bro. That's a good way to get the day going. Thank you, brother. Thank you guys. Thanks for coming on, Jason. See ya. Can you believe Tom Brady retired and didn't thank the Patriots? It's crazy. I can't believe it. It's also the first mention that we brought up on the podcast at this point. I can't believe it. Yeah, I can't believe he didn't. He that was it. It's not like but, not like Ryan cares. He has the Bengals, but like for Patriots fans out there. Also, what app did he write that note in? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like you got like a gazillion dollars. Like maybe you'd make a video. Make, no video production. Nah, come on, bro. I, I thought Joe Rogan, where wherever you stand on him, he put out like a ten minute video, like addressing the whole Spotify thing. It was great. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. He stands up there. It was like I'm gonna tell a Neil Young story. <laughs> I'm going to completely <laughs> yeah, completely change the subject. He's like, I love you, dude. I, I went to your show back in the day. <laughs> All right. I got to I got to run so we're going to we're going to wrap this one Wait. up, but good episode. Releases? Quick? There's nothing this week. It's all next week. Wow. Is not good for you then you can There's nothing that good this week. It's all like just not nothing major. Nothing even like no football, basketball, baseball, nothing. All right, Bry, sign us off. That's all I got for now. Appreciate you, Rye. Good seeing you, brother. Always. Lou, all the best. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.